You're listening to the Unitarian Universalist Church of Lexington podcast. Take a moment to center yourself in this space and enjoy this week's sermon. This next piece is a reading from one of my colleagues, the Reverend Beth Monholland. And uh, I've asked my fellow readers to join me. Quote, carry each other into the new year. In this new year, may we leave behind the weight of unfulfilled resolutions, of unrealized dreams, of unrealized expectations. May we unpack the heavy weight of stories that tell us that we are unworthy and unlovable. May we remember that we each carry inside of us a spark of the divine. In this new year, may we carry kindness, gentleness, and hope that hold us through even the hardest days and most daunting risks. May we carry the weight of memory that reminds us of who we are and the weight of spirit that reminds us we are still becoming. May we carry the seed of knowledge that teaches us that improvement and growth are not linear, but are cyclical and communal. May we carry the wisdom to seek rest and connection, to lean into mutual care. May we carry the certain belief that when we have patterns of thinking and behaving that harm ourselves and others, we can seek resources that will help us move towards healing. May we carry the knowledge that happiness and success take many shapes, and one of those shapes is purpose. May we carry purpose lightly, trusting that it changes and involves and surprises us. May we carry curiosity, wonder, and the ability to be surprised. This year, may we carry space for all our flaws, all our longing, all our love, remembering that the truly daring adventure of life is not to be better, better, best, but to show up wholly, authentically, lovingly as ourselves. May we carry these prayers and carry each other into the new year. There's, uh, there are very few things that a preacher uh, is more concerned with than not having the notes that he was planning to use. <laughs> Uh, it's okay, I have something else I can use. <laughs> I need some little pictures here. <laughs> see the pictures I made? That's supposed to guide me through the service. We'll see how that <laughs> I also have the script. I wasn't going to use the script. I was going to tell you a little bit about how I remember long, long ago, uh, back when I, when I watched network television, <laughs> Actually, any television for that matter. 
that at the end of the year, you remember there have been these compilations that, that kind of told you what the year had been. All the really important things that had happened. The people that had died, you know, the who won the national championship in every given sport, never the home team, it seemed like. All these things about celebrities, you know, their lives, their marriages, their divorces, all the really important stuff of life. <laughs> We'd learned that there was a, uh, there was probably somewhere in the world a war that had ended. Yeah. Yet somewhere else in the world, a war had begun. That was back then. Still kind of true today, I guess. Now, I don't watch the news shows. You know, it still shows up on the internet. There's a top 10 things that happen, a top 20 things. They find their way to us. All these things about these bigger-than-life celebrities. And then I always wonder, how in the world could they possibly relate to what happens in, in the individual's life, in your life, in my life, right? So that's what I find myself doing this time of year, is trying to go back through the year that I experienced and try to make some kind of sense of it. Anybody with me on that? Yeah. And I'm convinced that the internet can't know your story, and I can't even know your story. You can't totally know mine. But I kind of invite us to, to do some of that today. I do it almost religiously. Well, actually... No, actually, religiously. <laughs> One of the definitions of religion is, is comes from the Latin, uh, ligare, to bind. Right? To bind, or, or re ligare, to bind back. And for many Christians, that would be a binding back to God. For Jews, it might be a binding back to Torah. For you Jews, maybe it's to bind to one another. Or to buy him back to our lived experiences of the past and maybe to a more hopeful and more just future. At least that's religion for me, for this union. But how do we do that? <laughs> you know, I go and I look at all those wonderful things that happened through the year and I think, oh, those are the ones I want to remember. Those are the ones I want to lift up. I want to, I want to figure out who was there that made it happen, made it so special, so I can make it happen again. Or at least to preserve those memories for some future time when I know that things won't be so bright. And then there are those more challenging times, those really difficult times. What do I do with that? I kind of want to forget them. Not so easy. This is where I got to look at my notes. <laughs> some of those things that didn't go well, maybe I could learn something from. But not all of them. <laughs> 
<laughs> you know, some of you can, but you, some of you just can't say, okay, what did I do wrong? I didn't do anything wrong. Stuff happens. I got a bumper sticker that says that somewhere. <laughs> but the task I think I have is to try to, to weave together those beautiful days and those difficult days and then those other days. You know the days I'm talking about, the non-newsworthy days. The ones that didn't make the didn't make the news, wouldn't make the news. They were just everyday days. They're pretty decent days. You know, the sun came up and it went down, and I woke up and I went to sleep and woke up again. And I worked some and I played some and I laughed and cried some. Pretty decent days. A non-newsworthy day is kind of like an uneventful flight. <laughs> Not a bad thing at all. And there I am trying to weave them all together, trying to make some sense out of the year that was my life. And then I'm also there looking at the future, thinking, gee, I want to be hopeful. What do I want in this new year? And I do want to be hopeful. It's tough, though, sometimes to be hopeful. I used to, I used to do a lot of dreaming or imagining or reimagining. We call them resolutions. Everybody done that? And I think, okay, here we go. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to change my whole life. I'm going to become somebody different. I'm going to stop doing all these things and start doing all these other things. I resolve to do so. And for me, that hasn't always worked out that well. <laughs> if you're a resolver, if resolving works for you, go right ahead and resolve it, please. It's just that sometimes partway through that year when I have resolved all these things and I come up short, I'm not always kind to myself. I can be kind of harsh on myself. So this year, I'm trying something different. I'm going to try to go for a quest or two. What's a quest? I'm glad you asked. <laughs> a quest is something that, for me, is something that I have that really interests me. I have some passion for it. And it's something I say, hey, I'm going to try this for a while. And if I love it, I'll keep doing it more. It's something that even if I don't achieve something according to somebody's standard, I will still enjoy the pursuit of it. The quests don't have to cost a lot of money. Some of them are free. One of my favorite prices. <laughs> I was talking with someone very dear to me about a quest she has for the coming year. Get this, to notice something beautiful every day. How about that? Doable. And even if she doesn't succeed at doing it every single day, don't you think she's likely to have a better start and a better finish to her year? So for me, that's why I, I prefer quests to resolutions for the future year. 
Oh, but back to that past year. That past year. It's a poet named Robert Byrne, the Scottish fellow, <laughs> who's uh, credited with the words, the song you all know is All Nine Time. More likely to say that he gathered the words for that song, at least the initial words, were published 70 years before he wrote the song in 78. So 1711, somebody published the following words to a song. Should old acquaintance be forgot and never thought upon. So almost the same words. But he gets credit. It turns out that most of the rest of the song kind of looks like it's his, but he never really meant it to be a song. It was a poem. But this song is sung all across the English-speaking world on New Year's Eve, except in Scotland, <laughs> where it's not called New Year's Eve, it's called Hog Money. Hog Money. So when you go to Kroger to get your last-minute supplies or the local pawn shop, Steve, just go up and say, happy hog money to you. <laughs> See what kind of reaction you get, unless, unless it's a Scotsman. Only if he's at a kilt. <laughs> Definitely, if he's wearing a kilt, he will, he will know exactly what you mean. Um, so what about that song? That, that its song starts with this rhetorical question. And it kind of goes, you know the words, but it says, should we forget our old friends and the times past? Should we let them go? And for all those good friends, you know, really good friends like Eric, you know, you know, I don't want to forget. I don't want to forget Eric. He's a good friend. And those good times, the ones that I shouldn't forget, those, heck no. We should drink to them and drink with them. And probably drink some more. And we should clasp hands as we sing that final verse. That's what we want to do with all the best ones. But those other ones, those challenging ones, those heartbreaking ones, what do we do with those? As I was building the table, I was trying to find, you know, there was an old Staples button called that was easy. Yeah. I was looking for one that said forget. I just wanted to push the forget button. Couldn't find one. Some of us don't have to push it. Some don't have to push it. You know, one, one of the benefits of being chronologically gifted is some of that does, does happen naturally. Um, but would I, should I make something like that go away? <coughs> And what would you want to go away anyway? <coughs> One of those things that you wish you could let go of, you could release, you could forget. What things have been maybe a burden for you for the last months or years or more that if you could let it go at least partially could leave room for something else, maybe something better? You'll have a chance to do that in a moment. When I ask you to, to write something on a piece of paper and, and you place it in one of these bowls, it will appear 
to disappear. But it won't. Things don't just disappear. The ink and the paper will dissolve. It's a special paper. They'll dissolve in this bowl. But they don't go away. They're going to join with the, the regrets and the wishes I could get rid of of other people. They're going to go into a big soup and maybe find their proper perspective there. As something that is and was part of our past, but it doesn't have to maybe occupy as much weight. And that's why we'll do this ritual. So in 2024, coming up here, right? What are those things that I want to be able to let go of? And what are those things I might want to look forward to? How do we weave all this together? That's the task for each of us this season. And if you're able to let something go and maybe even find something to grab onto, I hope you'll take time to share it during our little coffee hour a little later. And we'll take a cup of kindness with one another. Happy holiday. <laughs> Our, uh, our ritual involves the papers that you have in front of you, and um, this ritual comes to us from um, Reverend Erica Hewitt. Um, I'll be reading it because I did not memorize this part. So the new year calls us forward, filled with mystery. As we turn toward that new year, we take a final glimpse of the past year and reckon with all that have come for us. There are baskets moving through the aisles, and some of you grabbed a pencil and paper. You got to use the special paper you were given. You use regular paper, not going to work. You'll take that piece of paper, reflect on the year behind you. You've probably been doing so already. What things, idea, what people, what ways of living have become obstacles to our becoming the people we want to be, the people we need to be? What's holding you back? What's getting in the way of you living as fully as you'd like to? What might you dissolve away? What will you relinquish? Write a word or two on the paper. Nobody's going to see it except for you and the universe. And uh, give you a moment to do that. Um, Sally, I'm going to play a little music throughout this. And then as you have those written, you can come in, place it in one of the bowls, watch it dissolve away. It's true. I hope that you on Zoom found a way to share the ritual either by enjoying what we did or reflecting for yourself what you'd like to let go of. If the past year held joy and growth for you, may that sweetness continue to bless you. If the past year held pain or bitterness, bitterness, may you be relieved of those burdens and renewed for the journey ahead. Let us look with new hope, with curiosity, about its many unknowns and with this faith that we hold so dear to navigate it with grace.
I hope you've enjoyed this week's podcast. If you would like to learn more about us, please visit our website at www.ucl.org, where you can find more information about our grounds, staff, and upcoming events. You can also subscribe to our e-news there and learn about our virtual service offerings. We'll see you next week.